the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, a uh, mega welcome to all of you, and uh, believe it or not, uh, this show actually is done specifically uh, for you in celebration of Christmas. What I mean uh, is that sometimes I pre-record some of my shows, but uh, we elected, and I'm so thankful for this great, great station to allow me the time to come in and record this to you just a couple of days before the celebration of Christmas. So the show today will focus on really the true meaning behind Christmas. Again, this is Al-Fadi, and you are listening to Let Us Reason, and uh, we are so thankful for you as our faithful listeners and our supporters. We are entering into our eighth season, believe it or not. I remember when I first explored this idea back in 2013, And it became a reality in 2014, and the rest is history. The Lord has been so gracious to us, and we are so thankful uh, for his grace, for his mercies, and uh, we couldn't have done it without him. Now, here is a, a little background about myself, just in case we have new listeners, which I am sure we do, and I want to welcome all of you. Those who have been following us from day one, those who joined us later, and those who will be listening to this particular message, which, by the way, even if you missed it live, meaning on a scheduled time, you can always uh, Google it on KPXQ 1360. You can go to SoundClouds. You can go to uh, Omni Studio. You can go to iTunes, or you can just go to the web and just Google Alfadi. Let Us Reason podcast. You have to be careful because I have also a video series called Let Us Reason, which I'm not discouraging you from watching, of course, but the video series focus completely on different uh, things sometimes, or oftentimes it's the recording of that video that we end up putting here as also the podcast. So growing up as a Muslim, obviously Christmas was meaningless to me. I heard of it. I know that Christians do that celebration, but my thoughts of uh, Christmas and Christmas celebration and my expectations and understanding of it were completely twisted for the simple reason I did not know the truth about it. I did not receive uh, true teachings about it, and everything I would have assumed about Christmas would have been completely wrong. So what did I learn? Well, I learned that Christmas is just a pagan celebration. 
I learned that Christmas is a time for Christians to actually drink and uh, party and, and do things that are ungodly. That's pretty much, if you ask a lot of Muslims, they will tell you this is their understanding of the Christmas celebration. And I don't want to fault them. You know, it's not like they're intentionally trying to think this way. This is what we are brought up to believe. And uh, it takes an effort on the part of us as believers in Christ to introduce our Muslim friends to come and see for themselves. And these days, if they felt uncomfortable coming in, for instance, to the church, you know what? You can ask them to watch the live stream of the Christmas celebration at your church. You can record something for them and let them see the amazing praise music and the amazing celebration that come along with us. So I accepted Christ in 2001. And since then, Christmas has a whole different meaning in my life. In fact, every Christmas, I remind myself of the goodness of my Savior, how precious his gift to me is that because of him today, I can say that I am saved. I can say that I am a follower of my Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, incidentally, I made the confession of faith in November of 2001, and it was during the month of Thanksgiving, thanking God for revealing himself to me, and the next month was celebrating his amazing gift to humanity, not just to me. Believe it or not, the word Christmas itself actually is short for Christian Mass or Christ's Mass. And that's when worldwide Christians will celebrate the birth of the Savior. Now, I am fully aware of a number of things, by the way. I know the church in the East celebrate Christmas actually around January 6th, 7th. The, Christ, uh, the church in the West celebrates it around December 25th. I'm also aware of the fact that the December 25th or even the January 6th, 7th may not necessarily represent a historical birth event, that that birth would have taken place at a different time. But, you know, what is the meaning behind Christmas? It's to remind ourselves of the goodness of God and his great gift from above to all of humanity. So I'm going to read a portion of the Christmas story as reported to us by the writer of Luke, Luke himself, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to close this podcast by a few reminders of meanings that we can extrapolate from this amazing birth story. So I'm going to go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, one of the most amazing stories in the whole Bible, literally amazing stories in the whole Bible. Luke chapter 2, verses 4 to 19. And to be honest, I want to give you the theme here. There is an angelic theme if you start from Luke chapter 1 all the way until the end of Luke chapter 2 and even beginning of Luke chapter 3. You're going to see an angelic theme among many other themes. Announcements by angels. For instance, Gabriel, the angel or the archangel will appear to Zechariah and make an announcement right by the altar inside the temple about the birth of John the Baptist. They, he himself will appear also to Mary and make the announcements that uh, she will have a child who will be 
the Holy Son of God. That's our Lord. Then the angels will appear to Joseph, her husband, and they will appear also uh, to the shepherds. And obviously, if you put Matthew's account and Luke's account, the picture will become clearer. And when he appeared to Joseph, for instance, and asking him to name Jesus that way, because he will save his people from their sins. So it's an amazing, amazing thing. So it's an announcement from heaven, actually. It's a gift from above. With that in mind, let's go now to Luke chapter 2, verses 4 to 19. And I'm going to read it with passion. And then I will do our closing commentaries, starting with verse four in Luke chapter two. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. Now, let me give you the background behind this. What happened is there was a request by uh, Caesar Augustine to do a census, and that requested everyone to go to their town and do their registration there. For tax purposes, obviously. And as a result of this, Joseph, who was betrothed to Mary, it was like almost married, but technically speaking, hasn't yet consummated the marriage, had to go to Bethlehem because that's where he was from. And he is from the line of David. And that in and of itself triggered basically the fulfillment of a prophecy that the Savior will be born from Bethlehem. And you read about that in Micah chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, which is an amazing, among many other prophecies, of course. It's amazing because that's a precise fulfillment of that particular prophecy. So back again to reading it. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Can you think about this for a second, folks? The precious, most important gift from above to all of humanity had no place to lay his head, and he did it all of his life, no place to lay his head comfortably. And he was placed in a manger, in a manger where animals usually are. This king of kings and lord of lords wasn't placed under a Christmas tree. He was placed in a manger. Yet you and I can celebrate that and can benefit from it. What an amazing God we serve. What an amazing God who cares. Continuing on. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, 
a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. What an amazing statement. What an absolute amazing statement. It always brings me to tears when I read this amazing, amazing declaration. The Savior of the world is born as a child to us. God from all of eternity had no problem coming down to our level, being born in the flesh as a child. Again, I'm going to read it one more time. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And I want to remind you of the phrase, today in the town of David. God does his work in a planned fashion. In Galatians chapter 4, it says, In the fullness of time, God sent his son to be born of a woman born under the law. Born under the law in a specific time. And the Bible tells us that today is the day of salvation. Do not harden your hearts if you hear his voice. Today, folks, if you do not know Christ the Savior, today, as you're hearing this podcast, God is appealing to you, come and reconcile to him. Today, it is a very important statement here. Continuing on with the passage, suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And that's where the Lord belongs in our heart as well. He is the most precious gift you can ever have. If you are feeling today that because of COVID, I am in lockdown or because of COVID, my relatives cannot meet with me because of COVID, no one can really think of me because of COVID, no one can even Remember me with even a simple Christmas card or a gift. I have to tell you, you are gravely mistaken because today you have to remember that the God of this universe remembered you and sent you one of the most amazing, precious, priceless gifts you can ever have. This is the meaning of Christmas. This should be the true meaning of Christmas itself. Now, why did he come? Jesus was born to pay the hefty price 
for all of our sins that we have committed. He came to take away the sin of the world. He came to reconcile us back to God. He came to give us peace with God. He came to remove from us any condemnation or judgment and to fix any wrong that we have done. God sent his only son to be an atonement for all our sins so that we would not be separated from God anymore. And without him, without the Lord, without Jesus, we would all die for our sins, separated from God, and will be punished and condemned as we should for everything that we have committed, every awful deed, every evil thought, for everything that we do in an unrighteous manner, even when we try to be righteous, even when I try to be so religious when I didn't know Christ and I was growing up as a Muslim, I was doing awful things rather than doing good things because I was being mean to others. I was being rude to those who are not religious. I wanted to fight others. I wanted to kill those that I perceived them to be evil. And you see, according to my idea of what righteousness would look like, I did not think of good things to do towards others. Yes, I would treat certain people good, but that doesn't mean I would treat all of humanity that way. When in fact, our Savior says, love your enemies. Love your enemies. And in another place, he says, love your neighbors. And in another place, says, love one another. What does that mean? He says, love everybody. Love everybody. You cannot distinguish and separate between class to class or group to group. This is why the Savior is an amazing gift to all of us. A reminder that we were once separated from God, but in Christ, we are now in his presence. Our citizenship in Christ is in heaven. We have unperishable gifts and rewards awaits us. So even the gifts that you get in Christmas, after give it a year, two, five, ten, either it will wear off or become old or maybe even you'll lose it. But not so when it comes to the gifts that God is saving for us. So most Christmas traditions, by the way, vary in their significance and symbolism and symbolic meaning, I should say. For example, we exchange gifts because God sent us the greatest and most precious gift ever to all of humanity, his only son. And also, sometimes we give gifts because of the wise men who presented their gifts to the child when they, were, uh, they came seeking Jesus after at least a couple of years after his birth, following that shining star that led them all the way to the house where the child was. But all that to say is that all of these things have a meaning, and the meaning should remind us of one most important thing. So let me, let me close now by highlighting a few things. One of the most important meaning is that the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ has a significant fulfillment of a prophecy done 700 years 
before the birth of our Savior. We read about this in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness for this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. What an amazing, the zeal of God to allow us to live under righteousness and live under justice forevermore is why he is sending the Savior a second time, not just the first time, but the second time to be the ruler of the universe, the King of Kings, to establish his kingdom physically, not just spiritually, as we are experiencing it right now. Let me ask you this. Would you wish to have right now, right now, a time of peace? Because there is turbulence everywhere. You know, smash and grab, you know, at the malls, you know, defund the police, COVID restrictions, and the list can go on and on and on. How in the world can you feel peace under things like this globally, by the way, globally, everywhere you go, you get a sense of lack of peace. Would you not wish at this minute that this will be fulfilled, that the Lord will come back? But you know what? The patience of the Lord is salvation. What do I mean? The Lord is coming back one day, but he still have more flocks to bring to his arms, to his kingdom. And we need to focus on the lost. That's what we need to do. For he left the 99 and came to seek after the one, and we should do the same. For thousands of years, mankind waited, by the way, for the coming of the Savior. In fact, the announcement was made in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, right after the fall, when God says, the seed of the woman will crush the the head of the servant. Right there, we have the gospel, the announcement of the birth of our Savior. And then in a series of covenants throughout the Bible, we see how God fulfilled that and how God protected that seed from Adam and Eve all the way to Noah, flooding the earth to protect the seed from corruption to Abraham, protecting Abraham and Sarah from any corruption to the seed, when he saved Sarah from Pharaoh and from Abimelech, and then we get all the way to Isaac, and then atoning for Isaac with a blood sacrifice and going all the way through Moses and the Israelites and the law to enforce righteousness, and from there go to David and also protecting the seed through David after David committed that act of adultery. God took that child, and then he gave him the seed through Solomon, basically, and so on and so forth, and went all the way until we get to Joseph and Mary and the birth of our Savior. God protected him, and God gave us the most precious gift ever. Celebrating Christmas and salvation 
in Jesus, by the way, is important simply because this is the one that the Bible says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And that's why we need to always remember that we are worshiping the Savior of the world. My time is up. Thank you so much for listening to this. It's really important for us to reflect back on who is our Lord and who is our Savior and share this important gift of evangelism and the good news with others around you. That is the most important thing for them to hear, especially in a time like this. Thank you for listening. If you've just tuned in, this is Let Us Reason. I encourage you to go back and listen to the entire podcast and enjoy celebrating Christmas with yours and with family and friends. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.